0: Hello, I'm Kate Hills and I'm on a one-woman mission to save UK manufacturing. In 2008 I gave up my 20 year career as a fashion buyer because I was disillusioned with how much product was being sourced overseas and I set out to uncover some of the amazing businesses that were still making in Britain. Since founding Make It British I've discovered that there is not only still tons of manufacturing taking place in the UK but that it's a thriving industry. I invite you to join me each week when I'll be telling the stories behind some of the best British made brands and manufacturers and offering advice to those that want to make in the UK. So with no further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to episode nine of the Make It British podcast. Do you think that manufacturing in the UK is more expensive? I'm here today to try and dispel that myth because I think that making in the UK is often pretty cost-effective. But before we go into the main part of the show, I just want to give you a little bit heads up about something that's going on with Make It British in the new year. I know a lot of you that listen to this podcast are interested in working with UK manufacturers but you actually don't really know where to start. You're completely confused and you're struggling as to how to get started with UK manufacturing, or you're reaching out to manufacturers and you're sending them emails and they're just not getting back to you. So I've put together a special five-day challenge, which I'm running from the 7th of January, 2019. It's going to help you Learn everything you need to do to get prepared to make your first contact with a UK manufacturer. And to go with the email challenge, I'm also going to be doing a podcast a day in the second week of January. That's from the 7th of January that will accompany the challenge and will give you tips every day for how you can plan and get prepared to work with a UK manufacturer. So if you want to join in with that challenge, all you need to do. Go to makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash get set, and I'll put the link for that in the show notes for this podcast, and we will let you know when the challenge begins. Fantastic. Right, let's get on with the main part of the show. So, making in the UK, is it more expensive? Well, I get a lot of emails from people who say, try reaching out to UK manufacturers and they're just all so pricey. Or I'm manufacturing my products overseas because it's cheaper. I've tried to bring it back to the UK, but I've approached UK manufacturers and the prices are way more than I'm used to paying in the other country that I'm sourcing for. Now, I would argue that it's not always more expensive but it's actually the way that you're approaching it and the way that you're looking at it. So I want to run through several things today that you may not be considering when you're comparing the cost of making in the UK to the cost of making overseas. So the first thing you need to look at is the quantity of products that you're making. So if you're quite a small business or you're just starting out and you do only wanna make 20, 50 or 100 of something, it is gonna cost you more than if you're making a big volume item. So in that respect, when you first get a price back, it may seem high because you may only be making a dozen pieces. So a manufacturer will price according to how many they're gonna make and it's always more cost effective make a bigger quantity. So you are going to get a higher price when you first start out. The reason for that is when a manufacturer's got to learn to make a new product, there's time involved in that. And they're spreading the cost of sampling and the time it's taken to develop the product across a smaller final quantity. So they are going to be looking at it in a long-term view of what is this order going to be worth to me? If I'm only going to be making 20 and I'm not going to be making any more, then I need to cover my costs, my overheads and all that sort of thing. So it does depend on how many you're actually going to make. But the UK is very good if you want to make small quantities, because actually a lot of the manufacturers overseas, in order to make it worth their while to ship it back to the UK, they're going to want to make bigger quantities and because the factories are generally bigger overseas as well. So if you are making small quantities, yes, you're going to pay a higher price to start with. But the UK, I think, is a much better place to make those small quantities. You then need to look at what you're actually going to make. So is the product that you want to make playing to a UK manufacturer's strengths? So if someone contacts me and say it says that they want to make a heavily embellished evening dress, I'll just say, no, That won't work in the UK. You're better off getting something like that made in India, for instance, where they're very good at handwork and where the labour costs are much lower. Because everyone knows that the labour costs in the UK are much higher than in a lot of other manufacturing countries. So products that have a lot of labour in them quite often don't work out worthwhile making in the UK. But if it's a product which is um, has a is made from a beautiful quality material so you've got a cashmere scarf or a beautiful quality leather leather bag it's the materials that go into it that um provide the value you can sell it for a higher price and if the labor cost as a percentage of the total cost of making the product is quite small then it won't be that much different from making it in the UK. So you really have to look, look at, am I trying to fit a square peg into a round hole? And is that why the product that I want to make is expensive? So when people contact me and they give me a long list of the types of products they want to make in the UK, and they ask me to help them find manufacturers to do that, I will always There's always something you can probably strike off the list and say, that's just not going to work out here. That will be more expensive. And that's why you're approaching manufacturers. You're getting disappointed because they're telling you prices and you just think, oh God, that's so expensive. You can't blame the manufacturers because what you've asked them to do it's just too complicated and the hours of work that will go into it just wouldn't would just wouldn't work out cost effective. But if you play to a manufacturer's strengths and work with the sort of products they can they can do and that are simpler and have less hours of work in them, less manual hours and less labour hours in them, then that's going to work out much better. Also, you'll find that products that are quite heavily automated in their manufacturer. So for instance, knitwear where a lot of the work isn't actually in the setting up of the machinery, but the labour that's involved once you've the button and they've started to knit is relatively small. So you'll find there's a lot of knitwear manufacturers in the UK because that works. There's a lot of sock manufacturers in the UK as well. Again, it doesn't have so much labour as a percentage of the total cost of putting the product together. And then you've got to think, are you actually... Comparing eggs with eggs when you're comparing the price that you've been quoted from an overseas manufacturer and a price from the manufacturer in the UK. So, are you, you may be just looking at the initial price, cost price of that, of X factory, of that garment or whatever product it is you're having made coming out of the factory. But if you are making overseas, are you factoring in all those extra hidden costs? So shipping or your travel to go and see the manufacturer or couriers backwards and forwards. I mean, I've heard stories of people having to have the same product sampled 10, 12 plus times and the amount of courier costs they're paying for that sample to go backwards and forwards around the world, let alone what the carbon footprint is of this. And you're also factoring in maybe products that turn up and there's errors. So you the initial cost price might look cheap, but if you end up with a thousand t-shirts and they're all wrong, that cost is huge to you. Whereas if you're making it in the UK and you can go and check it when it's coming out of the factory, then there's light, likely to be less errors. So you really do need to make sure you're actually comparing eggs to eggs. And the next thing is if you're making in the UK, Usually, you can order a smaller quantity than if you're ordering overseas. Now, if you're buying from overseas and you're having to buy more than you actually need, that's likely to equate in stock that's left that you can't sell. And then the profitability of your total order is going to go down. So, have you looked at how many you're going to have to make compared to overseas? And, and can you actually sell? what the it is that you're going to be buying. Are you buying so many that you're going to be left with half of them and have to mark them down? And even the time it's going to take to have it delivered from a manufacturer overseas, by the time it gets to you, have you actually ordered that something that your customer still wants? I mean, I've heard of UK manufacturers who have had almost 100% sell-through on their products because they're buying it at a time when their customer wants it so they sell all of it, you know, and there's a reason that some of the fastest growing fashion retailers like ASOS and Boohoo are sourcing a lot of their products and manufacturing a lot of their products in the UK. And that's because they know that they can make a product and get it on into stores and get it sold and sell 100% of it. And they're not having to do constant markdowns because they have bought too much product and they can't sell it. Which then brings me on to How are you actually planning to sell your product? So, if you've got to wholesale it and you've got to add in the retailer's margin, then of course you're going to have to either buy it in a lot cheaper or they're going to have to sell it at a much higher price point. Whereas, if you make in the UK and you sell directly to the end customer, then you haven't got to add on that huge retailer's markup. And actually, if you want to hear more about retailers and their markup and their margins, listen to episode 002 that I did where I've interviewed James Eden from Private White, because he had a really good take and a really good way of explaining how he just wasn't doing any wholesale anymore. Because by manufacturing in the UK, he can offer much better value to his customers by, not, by cutting out the middleman and just going straight to the end user. So I hope that that is helpful. Has that kind of got across to you that, yes, sometimes manufacturing in the UK is more expensive, but quite often that is for a certain reason. So you're buying the wrong product or you're asking the wrong manufacturer to make something that just is not that they're not cut out to make. You have to play to UK manufacturers strengths. And then I have to say, if you are looking for a cheap manufacturer, and I hate that word cheap. I hate thinking of any anything. Why would you ask for anything to be cheap? Because to me, if you ask for it to be cheap, you're kind of already saying you want the quality to be rubbish. And you have to ask yourself, if you do find someone that is cheap, then why is it cheap? Is that manufacturer, manufacturer working ethically? Or are they cutting corners in order to provide that garment to you or that product to you at that lower price? So sometimes cheap is too cheap and it's cheap for a reason. I'll just rest my case. So I'd love to hear um, your thoughts on that. Are you um, struggling to find a manufacturer that you would consider to be affordable um, to make in the UK? And if so, I'd love to know exactly what it was that you were trying to make. What is the product type, and why did you find it expensive? I'd love to hear your thoughts. You can drop me an email to Kate at MakeItBritish.co.uk, or um, send me a message via Instagram at at MakeItBritish or on LinkedIn at Kate Hills. I'd really love to hear from you and love to hear your thoughts. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. On the next episode next Tuesday, I'm actually interviewing someone who did think it was cheaper to manufacture overseas. But actually, when she started looking into it, making in London worked out much more cost effective for her. So do tune in next Tuesday when I'll be interviewing live from a factory, Katia Wildman from Bombshell. I look forward to seeing you then. Bye. If you're interested in discovering UK manufacturers from the fashion, textiles and homeware sectors, you should definitely come to our trade show, Make It British Live. The next event is taking place on the 29th and 30th of May 2019 at the Business Design Centre in London. With over 200 exhibitors, inspiring talks just like the ones you've been listening to on this podcast and interactive workshops, it's the perfect place to network with others that want to see UK manufacturing thrive again. Registration is now open. Just go to makeitbritishlive.com forward slash register to register for a free ticket. If you're a British made manufacturer or brand and want to find out how your business can benefit from being involved in the show, just visit makeitbritishlive.com forward slash exhibit, fill out a short questionnaire and one of my team will get straight back to you. To reach out to me personally, the best place to do this is via LinkedIn. Just look up Kate Hills and you'll find me. You'll also find me on Twitter at makeitbritish and Instagram at makeitbritish2. For all show notes for these podcasts just go to makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash podcast and you'll find all the details and make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing in itunes stitcher or whichever is your preferred podcast app and i really would love it if you left me a little review on itunes the more reviews this podcast receives the more people will discover it And the more we can spread the word about making in the okay. Thanks once again for listening to the Make It British podcast. Bye.